From Wakefield, it's the Nolan Carnight Show, starring Nolan, why you join Nolan as guests with Paige Messier to the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Nolan. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the show. And with me is a wonderful guest, a, a very successful person at what she does. She's on the rise at U- with URI Athletics. You may see her on television, whether it's ESPN Plus or 3 or whatever the hell channel it is or um program it is but keep an eye out of her because she's going nowhere but up and i am pleased and honored to have her she's one of the page messer page how's it going today that was such a nice introduction it's going good i'm feeling good and i'm so excited to be on oh well only only the best i've had stone freeman on will pip twice zach austin i'm I'm trying to think of out i had tyler cruz who was graduate a few years ago so I had to I, I told Zach I had to finish the Infinity Gauntlet and have that one missing piece of the uh, URI puzzle but I'm appreciative again and you've been busy a lot's gone on in in the URI sports world the last two years especially this year you're have you have firsthand experience more than myself with especially the women's program but how's life been for you during the pandemic the last two years um I'm with like how it is with every other student it's been kind of crazy my freshman year it was kind of like a break honestly from high school I wasn't like the school wasn't super hard I wasn't really doing anything with sports so my freshman year was just kind of smooth sailing and then this year it's been super busy I'm just got like a little week off um but it's been good I can't complain for you, you know, you cover the sports, as I mentioned now, and, you know, those who are the select few who decide to watch um, the program week to week um, know who you are. But how has it been this time around now being able to cover these sports teams where at first your freshman year necessarily people weren't allowed in there besides the players? It's been awesome. Um, my freshman year, I work with um, I think you had a Neocon on um, with the five cent cigars. So I did get to go to one game, but it was a women's game and there was no one allowed. So, you know, like it was a bland Ryan center. It wasn't very, it wasn't crazy. Um, So being able to be in front of like, you know, all the fans and having that big atmosphere, it's been really cool. And it's it's an experience that not many people have. So um, it's been awesome, especially covering the women since they've been so successful. I mean, they just, they did just end their streak, but they had the longest streak um, of pro history. They're so fun to cover. Like, they have such good like, character. So it's been super fun to cover them. And then for the men's as well. I mean, they have a pretty decent audience that usually yeah. comes to the game. So that's the cool aspect of that side. Not 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 necessarily the success they've had so far this year, but that's that's it. We'll get into it a little bit. Now, from my perspective, doing this is very limited. I'm not like yourself who's there covering these sports and talking to certain people. And I don't know what it's like. So explain to me, if you can, how much leniency have the coaches and personnel have had this season so far now that it's sort of back to normal where you can sort of talk to them and interact? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've The only really interaction I've had with the coaches has been um, post-game, like interview, stuff like that. And full media is allowed. The rooms are usually always full. So it's been really cool to get that firsthand, like, communication with the coaches where, where I know it was through zoom last year so I mean it's still technically face-to-face since it's through zoom but it's a whole different experience when you know they can interact with the different media members and you see their interaction together so it's been cool to get like um right away like contact with the coaches um I know you're allowed to go into practices I haven't been able to get into one yet but um I know that is allowed stone freeman I think goes to like a ton of yeah. them I think Kyle standing went to one so it's it's been a lot more lenient um 
because COVID is like, you know, yeah. slowing down a little bit. So it's been really good. You're one of, you're one of Shane Donaldson's right hand people. I don't know what, what, what else you got to do to uh, get into that. You got to uh, smooch up or whatever the saying is to get close into these games. I don't know what stone's got that uh, you don't, what I like to do with um, my guests is sort of you know, start from the beginning after I talk about the COVID malarkey and don't want to go too far into the COVID because that's a cause for debate. That's more suited for the pundits on TV, but mm-hmm. You know, people, whether it's athletes or the coaches that I've had on or media personnel, you know, if you're very successful at what you do, you, you know, early on that that's what I want to do. That's only I want to do. A lot of them say, in trees, oh, I've known what I wanted to do since I was six years old. I had TJ Buchanan on a while ago, and he talked about how one must have been Christmas Eve where he was out shoveling his driveway with his cousin at his grandparents' house, and he was playing a pickup game, and that's sort of how he knew what he wanted to do. But what was, what was your relationship like with sports, not just as a fan, but, you know, the perspective of covering it later on in life? Yeah, so I was an athlete all through high school, all through my childhood. I played volleyball and softball. So, I, like, athletics have always been a part of my life. Um, I didn't really know anything about sports media, I, as I think I might have said before, but um, I was just doing sports. I, I got recruited through high school for volleyball, like D2, D3 schools, um, but I really wanted to go to a big school, so... Um, with COVID and everything and just money I was like URI makes sense so I tried to contact the coaches there was unsuccessful Um, so then when I came in um, I just was trying to just be a student without the athlete part and it was just so hard like with sports not being in my life anymore so I was like like I don't know and I was a communications major I just didn't know where I wanted to go with that so um, I did get in contact with Shane I started getting involved with sports and it's just been like crazy since then. I it's like my new passion because sports were my passion before, yeah. like playing sports. But um, you know, when you go into college, you need to like kind of re-identify yourself. Yeah, sure. um, sports media became my new passion, so that's kind of where that sparked up. Probably like midway through freshman year. I know you. Uh, I know you might. I don't want to say I know. I don't want to seem like I'm a know-it-all, but you may have mentioned it when you were on uh, Cam's Corner that you grew up in Rhode Island. You're from Rhode Island. Um, what was your relationship like with the decision to go to URI? Because I know you also mentioned how you wanted to go to Penn State, but what was the what was the viewpoint of URI going into it as a, as a student? Was it something that was good, or was it something that you're like, oh, it's a last resort type of thing? It was it was a little bit of a last resort. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I hadn't even like toured the school. I just applied because I was like you know yeah and my sister had gone there so I've I went to go visit her a few times but it was definitely towards the bottom of my list just because you know Rhode Island's so small yeah I got out of Rhode Island um but then once I really started like once I got here I kind of fell in love with it I don't want to transfer anymore like I did all through freshman year I was like this is a one-year thing I'm going (laughs) to play after this like I'm not but um now I'm like you probably see me on Twitter I'm the biggest fan I love this school so much so um, at first, it was definitely just because, like, it was the cheapest option for yeah, me. Sure. You know, it was close to home and it was easy during COVID because um, everything was so uncertain. But now I'm literally the biggest Rhode Island fan, like, that there is. Well, even even from my perspective, I'm from, you know, South Kingston, which is a real, you know, large gap from Kingston campus to uh, Wakefield, Rhode Island. I, I traveled really far. Um, but even, you know, going to South Kingston High School, a lot of people and a lot of the upper echelon social people in school there and, and it doesn't have to be just here it could be where you're from or anywhere else where they're like oh I want to go down south I want to go to this school and that school it's big it's nice weather and you notice 
the first after the first year they come back and then they're all involved with at school and it's like um, why, why why complain you're enjoying it this much for the social um aspect um in, in sports you know you see a lot of male personalities in the sports world that's dominated in in that respect but there are still some major female players in the sports media world doris burke is 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 one of them and i'm sure you you look up to her and looked up to her at the beginning still to that day what was it what's what's it about her sort of uh gravitational pull for her career that you look up to and trying to want to emulate if you do yeah i mean doris burke is probably one of the biggest names and she's from pc which is literally yeah. like 10 minutes from my house which is pretty cool but um i think how she kind of like embraces being a woman in sports like she doesn't really, she, honestly, she doesn't talk much about being a woman, but she just yeah. like, she you know it's a place and she just kind of fits in like with everyone else. It's not like she sticks out in a certain way. Like she's just knowledgeable and she's passionate and she just does what she needs to do. Um, I, I don't know. I just think her journey is really cool. Like she's good at what she does yeah. and she's just kind of a boss lady, like yeah. more than anything else. So I do love her. And then, um, I mean, of course, Erin Andrews, yeah. Um, is a huge name too and I actually she has a podcast it's like um I don't know I'm not sure what it's called I should know that but I reposted like her podcast and then her account like Erin Andrews reposted my really? account and I've been a fan of forever since I've been a yeah. fan ever since because she does me but yeah. um you know the boss ladies in sports definitely look up to them well and I, I think that that brings up a good point I'm sure it definitely plays a huge role not just from a URI level in that realm it has but with Doris, you know, someone who is very knowledgeable, whether they have exact experience in that field, you know, I'm sure definitely does her research, definitely, you know, is for herself and a big player of herself and fighting for herself. And it's someone that you need to have, I think, a lot of confidence because in your realm, definitely something that's cutthroat. And if you're not going to do the best you can, you're going to get stepped over, which I'm sure you're right. Although there's a lot of sports that there's few opportunities in a small space to um, fail. Uh, before, at what at one point was it your freshman year when you decided to that you wanted to get involved with sports, or was it or from a media perspective, or was there any sort of thing before like, oh, I'm trying this stuff out and I want to get involved? Yeah, um, no, I think it pretty much was my freshman year before. Like, I hadn't even thought of it all through high school. Um, I wanted to be an anesthesiologist, ah. like in the medical field. And then I realized like, oh, I can't see blood. So then that kind of went out, yeah. out the window. But um, all through high school, that's what, really what I was thinking. And then I was thinking more of like event management. I tried to like, my path was all over the place. And then freshman year, um, it wasn't until I was actually able to like go to a basketball game and feel like the environment, even though it was empty. I mean, still being able to be like a media member felt really really cool and then I really decided I wanted to do it this year um because I just got thrown in headfirst like into all these opportunities and I just I love it like it doesn't feel like an internship doesn't feel like a job it just feels like I'm going and like watching a basketball game and talking about it so I don't know it's, it's probably this yeah. year I really got passionate about it but before this I'm not, I don't think really I thought about it much for, for you, and we had mentioned it earlier about Penn State, and that's an even larger sized sports environment and arena for athletics and covering, which I'm sure in that realm as well as URI, there's small room for error. But if, if you had gone there hypothetically, do you think you would have progressed as high in covering all these sports games that if you went there instead of URI? 
Eventually, I think yes. This fast, though, definitely not. I mean, I'm only a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, so being able to cover these sports is like something that I, I wasn't even thinking I was going to do starting out this year. So I don't think I would have gotten there as fast. I I like to think I'm a hard worker. So I think I would have gotten there eventually at Penn State, but I don't think there would be as many opportunities at Penn State as there is here. And does that sort of speak to the level of what Shane and Michelle and, or not Michelle, Michaela provide for those students in order to give you those experiences early on that maybe other schools don't want to give a young kid like yourself the time of day? I mean, yeah, they've been super helpful with me. And then as well as just like the Harrington School in general, um, like all the broadcasting that's through um, Harrington School. So um, I think URI does a really good job getting their students involved. Um, and they do want people to help. Like there's always opportunities if you just ask for them. That's what I always try to tell people. If you just like reach out and email who who you need to email, then there's always opportunities at URI. And yeah, I think the school does a really good job. And like, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. Like if you are willing to work hard, then they'll, they'll take you in. We, we talked about it earlier and I don't want to, you know, go back, but it sort of will in a sense. Um, talked about how freshman year, it's very limited and COVID and not being able to be in person and Zoom and now it's, you know, sort of unblossoming, uh, blossoming out to being able to go in person. How much of a learning curve this year was there for you to covering these games right at the gate and really making sure you're on top of it or else you're going to sort of fall apart and someone else is going to take over? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big learning curve, mostly just like time management, just yeah. balancing. I mean, it's like a job, honestly, being like just the prep, like taking notes, being there. Um, and some like in the beginning of like J term, I've had like two or three games in, a, in like one week. So it's a lot of like time management, just learning how to broadcast in general, yeah. because like I said, I've had no experience before this. My first one was a volleyball game. And I, I played volleyball, so it was easy for me to yeah. talk about. But, like, basketball, and I've said this on other podcasts, too, but, like, I really didn't have any knowledge going into it. I played basketball in middle school, and I didn't even, like, start in middle school. So I'm, like, not the biggest basketball girl, but um, it just took a lot of preparation, a lot of research, just watching, like, you know, NBA games, watching other college games, um, and just, like, learning how to talk, like, how low, how high to talk, yeah. little things, like what to wear, it's like, um, there's, there's a lot of little things that go into it that a lot of people don't even like really think about. How much, I'm, I'm curious, and it's, it's similar to this in a sense where, you know, whether it be a situation like this where I'm contacting an, another student who's covering games or someone like TJ Buchanan or Sebastian or whoever it may be where I'm getting them, there's a sort of nervousness to it where you're trying to figure out, can you do this? Why am I contacting this person? Why am I covering this game in front of 7,500 people, however much the Ryan Center holds, why am I contacting, talking with uh, Tammy Reese or whoever it is? For you, how much was it your, your first game around or your first few games where you're just like, okay, I'm nervous. I, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm just going to send it and we'll see if, if it sticks. And if it doesn't, oh, well, we'll just continue pushing forward. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of exactly my mindset. I was, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. They just asked me to do it. And like, if you, if you get given an opportunity like that, you're not going to say no, like yeah. you have you have to go do it. So um, I was, I, I say this too, I, I get nervous before every single game. It doesn't matter if it's like volleyball, I'm doing baseball and softball this spring. Like if it's anything, I'll get nervous before. Um, like you said, it's just like a full send thing. Like yeah. I'm going to do it. There's no not doing yeah. it. Like my personality, if someone asked me to do something, like, especially if it's a good opportunity, I'm going to try. So it kind of takes the nerves out a little bit when you're just like, well, it's going to happen. Sure. Try yeah. your best and it's going to, it's going to, 
if you if you're willing to work hard and put in the preparation yeah. there's almost no way you're gonna do bad so um it's just yeah honestly like a full sense situation do your prep and just try your best i want to talk about you know your relationship with shane and the other people in the sense of when you joined you know you're a freshman or whether this year is a sophomore what's that like in the terms of in terms of wanting to participate and wanting to help out and cover stuff because they're people who you know they're professionals doing this and they don't have to give you the time of day but you're someone who really wants to put their foot forward and do this when other people certainly can do it on top of you yeah absolutely i mean i think the biggest thing is just reaching out like initially and just making it clear that you want to succeed and that you'll work hard and you'll do pretty much anything to get there i was given like um i don't want to say a generic opportunity but yeah. it was like a small stat role like at first I was just doing stats for football um and obviously like I really enjoyed doing that but it wasn't like I was trying to figure out what I want to do for my yeah. career so it's not something I want to do for my career so I just kept asking to do different things and um eventually it was a brown football game and it was away so I wasn't gonna go but I was like I live in Rhode Island it's like 30 minutes away yeah. I can so I just, you know, asked, I was like, can I co- like, can I go maybe take pictures, like some, uh, anything. And they asked me to do the Twitter. So then I did the Twitter and I just like fell in love with like the social media aspect. And I know you like some of my tweets. So have you seen yeah. my Twitter? Yes. Yeah. So my, my Twitter, I am very active on it now. I didn't use it before September, like ever. So that was like my first time using Twitter. I like fell in love with it. And then I started doing social media for football, like for the rest of the season. I do social media for basketball now. And that's like one of my main things that I love. And then um, I did the volleyball game and then I reached out. And because at first I was only doing women's basketball and I was like, I want to do men's too. Like, is there any, like, so if you just like keep reaching and like, yeah, sure. never be satisfied. It's good to be like happy in the place that you're in, but if you never be like, you don't want to be satisfied. Sure. You want to keep reaching for the next, the next thing. And that's kind of what I try to do. Like, I'm never, I'm never like completely settled. I'm always sure, trying to look yeah. for well that sort of has to uh, I think separate you from the rest of the pack I'm sure in your field where I'm sure there's some people who are satisfied with that and I don't know how it works for everyone I know you know you sit in the front media section covering the games and there the other students the uh I don't want to say undesirables but the other ones that are you know still working on their 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 shtick in the, in the uh, upper section how much of it from your point of view and your perspective and take on things that you really have to make sure you're stepping on the throat of those in charge to get across and get that next opportunity because you really, I'm sure, have to step up your game if you want to improve. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's tough just because there's a there's a fine line of being like, uh, like there's a fine line of being active and being annoying. Like, I sure. don't want to, like, because they have their own jobs that they yeah. need to worry about. So if I'm constantly messing with them, like, oh, what can I do? Like, so the tip I would have with that is just have specific things to ask to do. Oh. Like you need to be creative in, in this industry because everything's already been done. If you yeah. think about it, you need to, like you said, like just stick out in some way. So what I'm actually working on now is rather than being like, what can I do with this? I'll try to come up with something like specific and then be like, can I do this? That no one, sure. that no one does because like, usually why not? Like they're not usually not going to say no. If you yeah. have something specific that you thought about. So being really creative um, kind of, I think, sets sets me apart a little bit, but th- that is the fine line. Like, you don't want to be so, like, can I do this? Can I do this? Yeah. Then that become annoying, and then you don't, you might get pushed away a little bit. So, course, there's, yeah. 
you got to balance the, on the line. You talked about preparation, getting ready for games and knowing what to do and whatnot. And you've done a lot of women's games and some men's games, I'm sure, with Stone Freeman. And I know he's done a lot of work with Steve McDonald, the guy who does it for B101. And you've uh, you've done stuff with our, our dear close friend, Zach Austin. You know, you've done a lot of work with Stone and Zach. But what Stone sort of, you know, I don't want to say he's a student because he's graduated now. He actually has a full-time job. But what have you learned from him when you've worked with him um, side by side? Yeah, I always say like Stone is my biggest mentor just because, like I said, I knew nothing coming into this. And he showed me like the little things of like what to do. Like, for example, when I first started off, I would always say we like when I was referring yeah. to like the Rams and he's like, no, 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 no. Like you cannot say we like we're supposed to be unbiased. So he like kind of like steps in. And honestly, I just like. I'm always observing. That's something else. Like I'm always like watching people around me and just observing Stone, like the way he acts around other people, the way he goes about his business. Like you can learn so much from him. Yeah. So just like in his his tone of voice, like how he says things, like how he like shortens things up to make it sound good. Like just like little things. Um, he's been a great mentor and he's he's honestly like an open like encyclopedia. Like sure. he loves like if I have a question, like he's very clear, like he's always open for questions and he has so much knowledge just because when he was in, like, he's so close to us in age. So yeah, like he's not very far fetched sure. from like this, like where we are now. So he has so much knowledge that like is so valuable because he did so much in his time and I'm yeah. trying to do that too. So just like him being so open and like ready to help has really been helpful to me. And what, and that speaks to the quality of person he is. And I think that's hard for, I, I think a, a larger percentage of people to be like, where he's someone who was like, is close in age, but also someone who's done so much here, not just as a student, but now progressing, doing more as a, as an adult. And he's traveling to games, whatever the, he's traveled down at Muslim VCU and maybe some of the other ones. But, you know, my perspective, I had him on once and I've tried to get him on a few more times, but each time it's, one text and it's two texts and it's three texts each conversation so it increases so we'll get him on again one time uh but he's someone who doesn't have to be nice to you and i he doesn't have to be like that but he that's the type of person he is and he's open and uh he, he's just I'm, I'm sure you've learned a lot from in in your experiences whether it's working with zach or working with stone or someone of that nature what was it like when you know you're making sure that you know you're making sure you're visible audio audio wise and visually but also you're not getting uh stomped on by stone where he's sort of leading the uh play-by-play -play stuff yeah definitely with stone i haven't done a broadcast with stone in a while just because he's been like doing his thing like yeah. he's he's doing great. so um with stone i he definitely leads it and i i let that happen because he has so much knowledge on basketball yeah. I just fill in when I think that like I have something to add, like what I'm, that's my role, but um, I do let him do whatever he needs to do. And I just kind of fill in. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say I'm like overshadowed, but Stone's voice is definitely heard more sure. like, and I want that to happen. Like he has more knowledge. Like he, that's the role of a play by play person. Um, with Zach, I think that we have a really good dynamic going just because we've been doing so many games together. Like, um, when we first started, of course, it was a little rocky. Like we kind of like interrupt each other sometimes yeah. and all that. But now that we've been doing, because we've done almost every women's game together now. So having that dynamic with someone when you're repeatedly doing like the same thing with the same person, um, we have a really good like flow. And we, I actually said that after the last one that I did, I was like that, like we're, we didn't interrupt each other. Like that was so good. And he was like, yeah. So you get more comfortable like when you do it with the same people. And same thing with Stone. Like the first one I did with him was volleyball. 
and he pretty much talked the whole time and I because I was just so nervous yeah. um but I've definitely like now where I'm today like just having a little more a little bit more knowledge um I've been able to add some more like like some better like yeah. I don't I don't talk I say I, sure. I try to say things of value now and before yeah. I would just like like oh yeah that was a good shot yeah. like make it, said, make it more but... entertaining and more productive on your part we, yeah. we had mentioned this you know when we were in contact with each other before this recording then before we got going here about the cams corner and this and that and you were on abby Schilling's um podcast recently and i had mentioned this to sebastian when i had him on before we got going as well and talked about you know making the rounds on this sort of stuff does that does that sort of speak when you're doing when you're active whether it's on social media you're getting recognized or on three podcasts does that sort of speak to the quality of job you're doing and trying to do but also the level you're trying to stay at where you're getting noticed and you're staying busy this way yeah I mean I think I think what really has made me stick out um through URI just the amount of activity I have on social media um I like I I am doing a lot of work for the school but I feel like I do make it known just by how much I post and like what I post so I don't let it just like slip by that I like for example if I'm doing a game I'll always post about it I'll be like watch this like this is what I'm doing or like if I'm even posting on Twitter like I, I post on the Brody men's basketball Twitter I'll be like I don't specifically say I'm posting on Twitter but I'll yeah. be like check out the Twitter like and you yeah. can guess that it's me <laughs> so I think what's really helped me like get recognized um would be just be my activity on social media because I'm I mean I'm a sports media major yeah. so i I'm trying to make myself like more known as page like for my name and so I can like kind of build a brand off my name I'm not there yet not even close but that's what I'm trying to do so I definitely have a different appreciation um for just like how much goes into each yeah. game like even the I like Stone always mentions them Zach always mentions like the behind the scenes people because like they're constantly in our ear like we have those headsets on yeah to hear each other yeah but the people behind the scenes are constantly like counting us down telling us things to say like telling us the stats so like i have so much more of an appreciation for the behind the scenes people because i feel like no one ever thinks about that like yeah. everyone is on the screen they're like oh, okay like everything is a production like yeah even like the score being on the screen the graphics that come up like that's a different person for each thing so i've had such a great appreciation for like people like that and then for the people on the screen, I mean, I I have so much appreciation for anyone who does that because I know how hard it is. Like if yeah. you slip up for a second, like in this, like we were talking about, you can cut it out. Yeah. Like with that, it's live. Like if you, like, let's say I'm saying something like in Tahan, well, I'm saying a stat and then I'm yeah. looking through my computer, I can't find the stat that I'm looking for, but I already started my sentence. I'm kind of in trouble yeah. now. So you have to be so like- sure on your game throughout the whole time that I have so much appreciation for like anyone who has the courage to go out and do that, especially the students. Like you are like Zach Austin play by play is so hard. Like I, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't done it yet, but just like being able to see the play and like just having that like split second, like terminology that you have to like switch up. Like I have so much respect for Zach, for stone, for anyone who, who yeah. does it. Well, and you bring up a good point in like this situation. If I ask a question that's, you know, the shits and, I, I continue it on or I explain too long. It, it's a weird thing, you know, maybe from your, uh, see, in this situation, I can't get my words out. But from your perspective, you may say, oh, that, that he went on a little bit with the question. It may be confusing. I can cut that out. It, it, you can, I can cut out your coughing, can cut out 
when you're crying from your water and coughing and all that stuff. Whereas live, <laughs> you have all this stuff, and it's not just as you said the notes in front of you where you can say this stuff. But if you're messing up on camera or on uh, live, it, it's not the most desirable situation. And I give a lot of credit to that situation where you have people constantly in here telling this stuff, and this is coming. You have to make sure you're all doing it. And I'm sure that's also a very stressful situation, whether you're just starting out or you're continuing to do it. And as time goes on, you experience it. Now, and enough of that, I sort of want to, I want to talk about the more meat and potatoes of, of this one I really want to have you on. You've co- we've mentioned it before and I'll continue to say you've covered a lot of women's games. You've had firsthand experience viewing the rise out of the ashes that this program is now having again, where they're successful again since uh, the last time in the 90s and the men's team well that's a another convert that's another conversation that we can have as well you've covered a lot of women's games you've been able to see this you're from around so you may have a, a, an idea or you may have had an idea of the the, the uh, situation they found themselves stuck in for so many years what's it what, what's it been like to witness firsthand this women's team be su- as successful as they've been like I can't even put it into words just because I am so like incredibly happy for that whole team like I I know a few of the girls personally um but like just as a whole like to come out of like like you said just like kind of nothing yeah and Tammy Reese coming in and just changing the program changing like the character like the story of the program it's just I posted it on Twitter the other day it makes just my heart warm like to see like um a URI sport just succeed in this way and they no one deserves it more they're such yeah. hard working like athletes tammy reese is probably the best person you could ever talk to i'm not sure if you had the pleasure of talking to her no i haven't i'm not high enough enough <laughs> yet to, like yourself to uh, converse with her you will one day she just she makes everyone feel so important like yeah, definitely. in that press room she like if you ask her a question she'll be making eye contact with you like even though she's in such a high place at this yeah. school like she she'll talk to anyone like She's just such a great coach to like those athletes. I want to play basketball just so I can <laughs> her, yeah. her athlete. But um, it's just been really cool like to see even the Ryan Center like um, get more people in it. I know last game I couldn't go, unfortunately, but um, the last game was the most like filled game ever, yeah. I think. Um, and just like even the press room, like I post this on Twitter too. It started off with me, Zach Austin, and maybe a Neocon, like literally three people in that room. Ugh. And sometimes there'd be two. And then now it's filled. And it's just so cool to see, like, yeah. especially a woman's sport, just because, you know, those never get enough coverage to see them like kind of explode here. It's been like so, so cool. How? At the time of this recording, and you had mentioned this earlier, unfortunately, their 13 or 12 game winning streak had just been snapped and they lost recently. How much of, of, of that recent loss have in regards to their hopes in the March Madness, do you think? Do you think it has a big play seeing as they were had got votes to be ranked, but now they, they lost that streak and now they that might affect them? I don't think so. Um, I mean, it all depends what happens at Dayton and then yeah. at the tournament. I mean, Tammy Reese said it best. She's like, we can start another streak. And I think yeah. that's just a perfect way to look at it. Um, I don't, I think that they still have a great chance of getting into the tournament. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the chance is, but if they can go and beat Dayton and go place at the A-10 tournament, I think they have a great shot still. I'm curious also, you know, with the streak they have and everyone cares about statistics and numbers and how well a team's doing, do you think that, 
that helped that, that that helped them in the sense of not being stressed out to continue that streak in order to you know stay relevant yeah i think i think a big thing that they're focusing because that streak was bringing them media yeah because i mean it, like it's just a history being set every day so i think it definitely did help staying relevant but i think after coming to the ryan center just what i saw on social media people like fall in love with that team when they watch yeah. them so the people that came to the ryan center I, I don't think that they'll go away just because they lost because it was still a good game i mean they didn't shoot as well as they usually sure. do. They didn't really. They had a really good defense in the paint, which is where Rhode Island usually excels. So, I think just watching the grit that they have and the fight that they had to the end of that game, I think people are going to come back no matter what. Well, I, I would hope so, and I would hope that eventually, years from now, when they look back on this span of the last four years almost that Tammy Reese has been here, that a few of the players that have played with it, played for her, and eventually her one day they raise it up in the Raptors because they haven't retired any sort of number in the last 60 goddamn years, which I don't know why. And I asked Orbjorn on here that qu same question, and he gave out some long excuse uh, answer of, oh, yeah, we're going to look into that and all this fun jazz. But um, I, I hope they stay relevant. I hope that it doesn't turn people away, although I also do think that that loss, I'm sure, doesn't you know stress them out anymore in the sense of, okay, we need to really continue to stay at this high level because of this success and now we're getting all this attention as i mentioned before asking the last few questions the the men's program and i talked to will about this before before the season started and last week they uh they started off hot and now they sort of simmered down to a less than a boil into the pot of some penne pasta how do you assess this team that's trying to stay afloat at chin level in, in the ocean of college basketball um, I mean, I, okay. I cover the men's team, not super frequently. I yeah. have a few times, so I don't really have a ton of like inside information on them, but I would just say overall, it's just like the little things that I mean, are just like frustrating to watch. Yeah. I mean, like, like everyone knows, like the free throw, like the free throws have gotten exponentially better. So yeah. that's something that they've fixed. And I think that win against Davidson, um, even though they did lose against Dayton, like the next game around, it was a better game. And I think that's all that they need to they, It's just, it's hard because I don't want to say anything. Oh, no, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Negative for the team. But I think that they need to come together and yeah. they, they did against Davidson. So, like, it's yeah. there. So, that's, that's just something that they just need to remember. Like, they have that fight. Just bring them to that next game. Yeah. And I think that's a lot. that Dayton game, like I said, wasn't a bad game. I don't think it killed any sort of momentum that they had. I mean, they hadn't really yeah. built much yeah. momentum. They won that one game. So I think um, it's just the little things. And if they if they can bring back that fight they had towards Davidson, even towards Dayton in these next few games, and they, they should be able to finish the yeah. season. Long. I asked this to Will when he was on last a week or so ago. And this is – I have this just, just this – the suspicion and not or maybe not suspicion, but I don't want to think of it, but it comes into your mind, especially with the women's team doing so well, the more they do, the, the better they get and the more wins they get and the more successful they become with Tammy Reese in charge and the rest of her great coaching staff, the more eyeballs other programs have on that program and the coaching staff there and Tammy Reese. And a perfect example of that is Dan Hurley with URI a few years ago when they made the NCAA tournament two years in a row and it came to a situation where 
you know, everyone wants him back in the stay. Obviously, I want him to stay, and other people want him to stay. But it comes down to the uh, the green bills in the pocket that are getting used to uh, compensate what they're doing for the school. And unfortunately, you know, the state didn't have enough for Dan Hurley, so he goes to a bigger program. He gets paid more, and there's more eyeballs. With the success that Tamaris is having, have is has there been any point during covering these games where you where you've been nervous? Where you're like, you know, she may or may not. I mean, obviously, I'm sure her contract is a long one, but at all nervous, we're like, you know, if, if they keep doing well, she may not be around here for much longer because she go, could go to a bigger program where she continue to have success and really grow another program. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thought I think all Rhode Island fans have had just because, like you said, more eyeballs are being brought to this program every single day. Um, just based on what I've heard from Tammy herself during the post games, like she's very happy being Rhode Island, yeah. like loves building the program. I don't know anything beyond that. Yeah. And I, I mean, we all hope she stays, yeah. but like wherever she goes, she's going to make that program amazing. Sure. So I hope she stays here because, yeah. you know, it, it's great to have her. But like, like you said, it's all about, you know, where she's going to get the best opportunity. Unfortunately here, the negative part is that we haven't been filling the Ryan center. And yeah. that's just a, that's a huge aspect that, sure. I mean, it doesn't really, like the attention doesn't really matter, but you know, having that support, I think yeah. of course matters to a team. So that's been the one downside of Rhode Island, but I mean, she loves Rhode Island. She's loved the program that she's built. Um, she's yeah. very public about that. So I hope she doesn't leave. I, I yeah. pray she doesn't, I'm crossing my fingers, but I you know. I don't want her to see either. Cause as I mentioned to you earlier, whether that part stays in, if I didn't stumble my words, you know, looking back at my freshman when I covered that one sports, uh, that one women's basketball game for the, uh, even if it was just a preseason game against BC, you know, it's such a different dynamic between her and the former coach. And I don't want to dog the former coach. She tried her best and you're not always going to be successful in things, whether it's doing play by play or covering a game or coaching or doing a podcast, but just the environment that Tammy Reese has created for URI women's basketball and URI in general and sort of saving the program and bringing them back to prosperity. It's so great to see, and you would hate to see it leave because then you got to start from square one again. And I don't want to mm-hmm. see that as a fan. And that's another thing, you know, you talk about the Ryans are not being full. It's another thing that I think is frustrating, especially now because they're great athletes. Uh, that's, there's no doubt about it. And they've done so well. I, I don't know what needs to be done to go see them. And I'm sure that's also another thing with the men's team, maybe more with the students, because you see a lot of students, who are fair weather fans who only come when they're winning or when they're successful mm-hmm. and not when they were, I forget what game was, I forget what game it was. There was a game a few weeks ago that I went with my father over at winter break and I, we were there and there weren't a whole lot of students there. Next thing now I see all these drunks, drunk college students stumble all over to the men's section. Of course it was near the end of the game and it's like <laughs> stick through the process. It's going to get better. It's going to be fine. And you want to be here now. So then when it, they really hit the mountaintop, you want to be there for it. Well, after this long and jumble and falling apart on my side of scrambling through questions and lose my place. And uh, there's just, 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 uh, there's a whole lot of editing. Let me tell you that much page that will go on my part to get stuff out of the way, but I want to end this uh, on the little segment I like to call the one word challenge. And for those who don't know what it is and say, what the hell is that? The one word challenge is when my guest, whoever it may be, does not have to be just sports. It can be any other industry that I've had on, although it's really only been like two or three. I put together a list of five or six, maybe seven things that's something to do with my guests. And it can be a person, it can be places, it can be, I don't know, anything else of that nature. I don't, I, I don't know the correct syntax uh, word for that. But uh, Miss Page, are you ready? 
I'm nervous. Uh, Kingston, Rhode Island. Home. Uh, Antoine Walker. Tall. Tammy Reese. The most amazing person in the world. Zach Austin. An icon. <laughs> Ryan Center. Boomin. And certainly last but not least, Paige Messier. On her rise. <laughs> well, Paige, I, I want to say sincerely, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for sticking for nearly an hour. It, it means a lot. Although, you know, I'll cut some of the stuff out that uh, I, I we, we think we should be taken out. But I appreciate it so much to, to witness this fast rise for someone who once used to be in that realm. Then when he, he, he left gallantly and uh, on, on my own on my own note, I, I appreciate the time you spent and the excitement you had towards Wanna Be On. It, it means a great deal. And I, I'm glad that I set the president, precedent for uh, quality interest. Although I'm not saying the other stuff wasn't good, but I mean, nothing beats this one. Come on now. Um, no, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having me. This of fun. course. Um, well, in, all those out there listening and watching, and I know there's millions and millions of you out there, do us a favor, subscribe, follow, like, comment, share, turn on post notifications and all that fun jazz. Share it so you can go, like, because 10 years from now, when, you know, you're watching the NBA finals, where it is, and you look and you see, who's that? Is that Doris Burke? No, it's not. It's Paige Messier. She's on there talking to LeBron James Jr. You're like, holy crap, this episode was amazing on the podcast. So do us a favor. Paige, is there anything that you would like to plug or promote? I, I, I usually let the time for, for that for my guest. I don't think I have much. I mean, I just have my Instagram page, Messier underscore. I post like some fun reels. I post what I'm doing. So, and my Twitter, my Twitter just page Messier. But other than that, no, just watch ESPN plus watch yes, me on watch ESPN plus subscribe to ESPN plus listen, listen to her and watch her. And also, you know, Zach Austin as well. You don't want to uh, yeah. leave him out of it, you know, cause he's up and up and at him. Uh, follow on Instagram, Nolan Cart Knight, and on Twitter, Nolan Cart Knight, for updates and news regarding the podcast. And in the words of Johnny Carson, I bid you all a heartfelt good night. And until next week, when we see each other again. Mm-hmm.